Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by three-time and current Maryland Championship Wrestling Women's Champion, Gia Scott. How are you doing today, Gia? I am doing good. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Oh, no problem. <laughs> So, Gia, just uh, I do have to congratulate you for, you know, winning the women's championship for the third time this Friday. So uh, tell you. me a little bit about that uh, match. Well, during like, well, even before just to start, I was entirely nervous because um, I mean, I'm always nervous before a wrestling match, but like this upped it up a little bit more, and especially like if it's for like a championship, I get a little more butterflies in my stomach than I normally do. And I'm just like, all right, okay, this is it. Like, you know, this is go time, you know, let's go big or go home. And I definitely went big that night. And it just, it made me feel happy that I won it Friday against Renee Michelle. Like it just made it, so sweet and also that the fact that uh in the beginning of the year i entered in as champion and at the end of this year i'm, I'm leaving as champion so i feel pretty good yeah that's pretty cool you get the exit as you enter basically so that's yeah. really good so um tell me a little bit about wrestling on the independent circuit so i know that um it's a little bit different than, you know, you know, your mainstream WWE, you know, like it's, you know, you have a lot of the same fans that come every week. And mm -hmm. all that. So tell me a little bit about your experience wrestling for MCW. So like wrestling on the independence is, it's, it's, it's different because I normally wrestle a lot for MCW and there'll be times where I like, I'll branch out and I'll go to other places like uh, DCW uh, I've went to Angel Gate before, I've went to WDWA before, and numerous other promotions that I cannot remember off the top of my head. And one thing I've noticed is that, like, you know, sometimes, like, the locker rooms are a little little different, or there'll be a whole bunch of, like, male wrestlers, because there's not a bunch of, like, female wrestlers in the wrestling industry, which I understand, because not all women want to or can do it, and it's not for everyone but um it, it's it's a little it's a little different because certain things like you'll see in the locker room like that are i guess in a way different from others without mm -hmm. going in too much details or like stepping on anybody's toes to a certain degree but it is kind of different in a way gotcha does it feel like kind of like a family there, like MCW? Like, you know, do you all have like kind of like a nice little bond going on? Yeah, there's de there's definitely a bond that goes on within MCW. I've gotten close to a lot of the guys and the female wrestlers uh, for when I first started. It's different when you first start because it's. I guess you could say it's a little harder for you to, in a way, to connect with the guys because not a lot of people stay around and at first I didn't believe any of the older guys that did st uh, stuck around or was there longer like Ken Dixon, Joe Keys, Rob Locke, uh, Dante oh my god he's gonna probably hate me if I say his name wrong but I'm just gonna say Dante um, and Malcolm Moses, Malcolm Moses and Bishop Hahn 
like they're the guys that stayed around longer and they're and they would see guys that will like come for like a couple of weeks and then poof they're gone and so in a way when you when I stuck around I was able to grow a bond with them because honestly those guys thought I would quit within maybe like a couple of weeks and I looked at them and I was like me quitting what no why would I quit and they were just like girls don't last long and I'm like <laughs> okay well I'm staying you guys are not getting rid of me that easily like I'm I'm staying here so I was able to build a bond with them and I love like like even though um Malcolm was very scary he's really not that scary to me because like we have like this bond and whatnot because like I get to see him and like I just bond with him instantly. And there's other people that MCW that I bond with. Like I've honestly made a home there for being there for two going on three years now. And it's just like a continuous bond that continues to grow and whatnot at MCW. Gotcha. So do you feel like you, you mentioned that they said that like a lot of women don't last long. Do you think they kind of, do you think women get like a different kind of treatment in like a negative way or, you know, just kind of how like people look at women? So what they, what I mean by that or what they mean by that, like it, I guess you could say we do get a little bit different treatment because I didn't notice it because I am oblivious to certain stuff. It's in my nature. I um, didn't know that's how the guys felt towards like the girls that were coming and going. And I, I was able to witness it like firsthand because um when they we had maybe like three girls that signed up throughout this whole entire 2018 year and all three of them left or actually we've had we've actually from let me rephrase that from the two years i've been at mcw we've had probably like five or six girls that have came through the mcw school and one of them is Arya Palmer, and the other four, maybe five, they quit, and I don't know why. There might be one more person I'm forgetting, but they quit, or they moved away, or they had college, they had school, something of that nature, and some of them came for maybe like a couple of weeks, maybe a few months, and then bam, they're gone, and I understand what the guys meant by that because like you think like oh there's another girl here like cool yeah like we have another girl and I'm all about like growing the women's division and helping it and making sure like it prospers into like something beautiful but then like a girl leaves and I'm like man I really wanted another girl like I wanted a new girl so I understand what they mean by like not ha like the girls ended up coming and going because I really want there to be like more girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of more girls, what are some girls that you would like to come through MCW that you would like to have a match against? Oh, boy. Um, are we talking about, like, indie-wise or, like, WWE impact-wise? It could be either or, honestly. Okay, so the people I honestly would love to see to come to MCW, this is like a long-shot shooting. I've had, like, a, I have, like, a couple on my mind right now. And this is this is gonna be out of order because this is just people that I've I've wanted to face that come to MCW. I've always wanted um, Kimberly to come back because she was MCW Women's Champ before. I did want 
uh, Renee Michelle to come back, but she did come back and I got to face her. So that's crossed off. I wanted Mandy Leon to come back and face off against her. I want Amber Rodriguez to come back and I wanted to face her. I want, this is a long shot. These two are long shots here. I want Tessa Blanchard and Bianca Belair to come to MCW. But that's like, that's like a long shot. And I see you wearing the Bianca Belair shirt and I love her to death. That's like a long shot. But if we ever got the chance to where we got one of them, that'd be a done deal for me. I'd be, I'd be on cloud nine. There's like so many like other women I would just want to like come to MCW and just face off against like the more, the better, the newer, the better. Like, I even wanted to face off face off against Scarlett Bordeaux, mm-hmm. but that's a long shot too. Since she, I think she's in NXT now, I think I'm not entirely sure, but that's I a long shot. So yeah, I think I did hear that, but I mean, it's nothing wrong with having the long shots because you never really know when someone may you know come back or you know expand, yeah. you know, leave a company and go and do different things. You, you never know, so I mean, it could definitely happen. Um, me personally, I would definitely be excited to see you have a match with uh, Amber Rodriguez, the former MCW champion. I think that would be a dope match. Oh, also one more person. I really, really want her to come back. I want Mickey James to come back. I'm glad you said that because, yeah, because she used to be the MCW Women's Champion. And, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's not wrestling right now. I'm just like waiting, peeking, you know, waiting for something to maybe drop from MCW saying Mickey Jane returning to action. And I'm just like, yeah, sweet. I want Mickey James to come back. I would love that too. That, I think that would be a fantastic match. And that's definitely a possibility because, like I just mentioned, she's wrestled there before. I can see her being the special attraction and doing, you know, a match that, you know, they're down, down the road sometime. So, yeah. Um, I know I kind of skipped forward, you know, with a few questions, but uh, let's uh, go backwards now. Um, so what got you into wrestling? Oh, so there's two reasons of how, or two things that got me into wrestling. One being my uncle when I was maybe three to five. I remember my uncle always watching, watching, watching wrestling. He he always watched it like religiously. And there was just one day I came down the steps and I saw that he was like watching something and I was just like, oh, I'll just, you know, watch it with him. And then, you know, figuring out it was actually wrestling and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. So me and my uncle would just watch it all to like, you know, all the time together and whatnot, like we always watch every single like Monday Night Raw together if or try to at least like we were always watch it together and how I got into wrestling is a couple of ways so when I was I think like 16 yeah 16 or 17 maybe 15 I for some odd reason had like a mid- midlife crisis I thought like uh, like, I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm not, I'm not happy at the moment. And I'm like in high school, I'm probably like a sophomore, maybe freshman, junior, one of those. And I'm just like, mom, I'm not happy. I want to do something with my life. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I, I want to do modeling or become a wrestler. And she's like, okay, so let's try modeling. So I did modeling and it didn't work out. It wasn't what I expected it to be. And it was like really expensive, which is coming funny because wrestling is expensive too. And I'm figuring that out. So 
my my I told my mom we were sitting in the car and I think it was like the last day of like modeling or something like that and I said mom I'm not into this modeling stuff it's not what I thought it was and she said the same thing too so I'm like okay I'm just gonna stick with wrestling so if I jump back a little bit back in I think 2014 my uncle or maybe 2015 either way my uncle took me to two wrestling events one of them being um december in 2014 i know it was the end of the year and it was to dc and this is when seth rollins was being a heel and he was with the authority and i remember going to that show and it was amazing like i loved it like it was my first time being like in front of like the ring and hearing the sounds like it sounds so awesome and I was just like man this is it like I want to get in the ring and just do something like I don't care what it I just anything I want to do something so um doing that I thought like okay maybe maybe I want to be a wrestler maybe you know maybe I can do this and so my uncle took me to an MCW show and I forgot what date or year it was. It's actually on the school, the school's wall. I'm pretty sure you've seen it maybe in Joppa, the banners all over the place yes. on the wall. Okay. So on the wall, further to the left, where you'll probably see like the Ric Flair banner, there's this banner that says the Inferno Room and it says Booker T's coming. And that's the event that I went to and I saw Booker T. And my uncle, he was calling me. He's like, hey, you want to go to this wrestling show? I'm like, oh, is it WWE? He's like, no. And I got instantly sad. And I'm just like, uh, okay, where are we going? And he said, it's a wrestling show. It might have been in Dundalk. I'm not sure. But it was called The Green Room. I know that for sure. And he's like, we're, you know, we're going to go here. We're going to watch this. And, and I was like, uh, okay. And then he said, Booker T is going to be there. I was like, all right, I'm in. That's it. I'm in. So we get there. I take a picture with Booker T. Unfortunately, I do not have that picture anymore, but I took it with him. And I was nervous because I remember in the photo, in the photo, my hands were all tied together. Like I was just fiddling with my hands because I was so nervous. And I got to talk with him a little bit. And he said like, I had a nice, pretty smile and everything. Cause I was like really nervous and whatnot. So I did that. I took the photo and I remember meeting all these wrestlers. Well, not meeting them, but like seeing them wrestle and the awesome thing about that event is my uncle had front row seats and I was sitting front row and the, like the ring sounds so loud. The music was loud. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And this, okay, maybe I really do want to be a wrestler. So I think at the time they were advertising for their school and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to be a wrestler. This is it. Like I'm going to do it. But I don't think I look at the website at the moment. So I, didn't think about it until I got home. So fast forward to when my uncle finished, we finished our uh, WWE live event in DC. I remember that I, I was talking to my mom and I was like, okay, let's try this wrestling thing. And so I started looking up multiple schools and whatnot. And I think I might've been 16 then. And I was looking up schools like in Maryland and PA and Delaware and majority of them either didn't contact me back or they said like you have to be like 17 or 18 older or you have to have your parents consent or they were just too far away so then i ended up coming across the mcw school then i remember that my uncle took me to one of their events i was like oh yeah their event their their show was really freaking cool like you know why not so 
I get on their page and it says that you have to, if you're like 18 or older, you can sign up and whatnot. If you're like 16 or 17, you need parents consent. And I was like, ma, you know, if I could do this, would you sign off for me? She was like, yeah, why not? And so I was like, all right, cool. So I get down all the way to the bottom and it says like, all right, to sign up, you have to pay money. And I'm like, okay. And then it says that I know the, the championship deal was like $3,000. And I'm like, $3,000. Like, what? Yeah, I was like heartbroken. Like you're telling a 16-year-old kid they need $3,000. Like to me that's like that's like me being rich. Like I was just like, okay, I got to I got to find a job. I got to get a job. So that was the plan when I was 16. So when I turned 18, my mother unfortunately passed away. And the money that I got from her, I used that towards getting into wrestling. So that was a lot to explain, but at the end of the day, my uncle and my mom got me into wrestling. I know that was a lot to explain. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, that's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, that's usually like how it happens. Like I've heard so many stories where, you know, kid goes to an event, they like it, they, they love the atmosphere and like, that, this is what I want to do, you know, but you know, the unfortunate thing is a lot of these kids, they don't get the opportunities or they don't realize how hard it is. Because yeah. I've, I've listened to so many different podcast episodes of, you know, wrestlers and their journey to becoming a wrestler. And it just sounds like, like, it, it's harder than, you know, becoming like a football player and all that. Because, like, you're boring, oh, yeah. you know, you know, making 15 bucks a night at a match, you know, and, and the, just like all the bumps and all that. I definitely want to hear about that. Like, tell me about, like, the bumps. How hard was that when you first, you know, got into wrestling, like, transition? Oh, my God. So, I will never forget this. When I signed up, I, it was in April and it was, I think it was like April 4th, 2017. And I remember, you know, training for a couple of days and something, something, the weird thing with my body is that if I go through like a hard training day, I won't feel it that day. I'll feel it the day after and the day after, and it keeps progressing afterwards. Like I won't feel it in the same day. So during that, during that time, I think I was finishing up my junior year of high school and I had to take the, uh, take a test. It was an SAT test. And I remember that I trained on Tuesday and I had to take the test on Wednesday. I was so sore from bumping that I could not like turn around fully. I couldn't like turn my head and look around. I had to like move my body with my head because that's how sore I was. I almost did not get out of bed to go take that test. But my teacher said that like it was super important. Everyone had to take it. So I went and took it. But afterwards I was so sore. Like I couldn't move. Like it was just, it's just that like, when you jump from like being like a normal person into being a wrestler, like your body has to adapt to that. So your body is sore all the time. And I felt like I was sore, exhausted, but it was worth it. I never thought in my head, like, Oh my gosh, like I can't do this. Like, this isn't for me. Like this, this isn't it. Like I thought like, this is worth it. This is going to help me in a way. And it wasn't the fact that I was out of shape because I really wasn't. I, for some odd reason, got gifted in my family. So I was able to have some kind of athletic built-ish kind of body. So I was able to withstand some of the physical torture. But it's just, I never got to the point where I was thinking like, oh, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. Like every time we had an MCW show, I always thought like that could be me in the ring one day. Just don't give up. That can be you one day. That can be you. Just 
don't give up. And that was my stride going forward. And my second stride going forward was just like, one day you will hold that women's championship and you'll think back to this of when you were a student and you're just going to be like, wow, I came this far from being this to that. So those were my reasons for like not giving up in the training and whatnot. It was excruciating. It was awful, but it was so worth it. Exactly. Like that's just proof. Like when you're so determined and motivated to do, you know, something you can do it. Like a lot of people just don't, you know, realize that, you know, sometimes you're going to have to go through the grind and go through some pain. It's not easy. You know, like I was a kid and I wanted to be a baseball player. Guess what? I gave up because I, you know, constantly was told, oh, you know how the chances are, the chances are what you got to go through. And like, mm-hmm. I wish that I would have stuck, you know, with it. So it's definitely. You don't, you don't know how many times, I'm sorry to cut you off. You don't know how many times like people will say like, you know, wrestling's fake, right? You know, like, uh, you know, that it's going to be harder for you to, you know, get into it because you're a woman and it's a male sport. And I'm like, okay one about the fake wrestling no because I bumped my butt off and it hurts and I come home so sore so excuse you and also another thing screw you for saying that I can't do it because I'm a woman like really like that makes me even want to go even further than what you're saying like oh look at me I'm a woman but look what I'm doing now now do you believe I can't do it like I've had so many people say that to me and it's funny because oh speaking of another thing um, when I was at work one day, um, I told multiple teachers when I was in high school that I wanted to be a wrestler and they found that very interesting. And some of them asked like, you know, why did you want to do that? And I told them the reason why and whatnot. Cause I, you know, I thought it was cool and my uncle got me into it and I thought like, you know, why not? It was one, of, it was one of the two things I wanted to do in my life. I never wanted to leave an, a lead an ordinary life. I never wanted to, you know, do a nine to five, come home and repeat all over again. I wanted, I felt like I was meant to do something else in life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So one day when I was working, I got a Facebook message and I didn't know who it was at first. And it said, it said Hornberger. And that was my English teacher's last name. And I'm like, Hornberger, Hornberger. And I'm like, wait, my English teacher? And this is when I was in ninth grade. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Like, I remember when you were in my class saying that you wanted to be a wrestler and I just saw your face on, a, on an advertisement. And I think it might've been the, uh, the Shattered Dreams one. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, my teacher recognized me. She remembers me. I was like, oh, that makes me feel good. Like she remembered that, you know, I wanted to be a wrestler and she's seeing that I am being a wrestler. Like that made me feel really good. And I was just like, Oh, like, you know, thank you. (laughs) Like, I appreciate it. But um, it just feels rewarding when, like, certain things are, like, going your way in life, Mm -hmm. especially within wrestling. And then, like, like my teacher noticed that I'm doing good. So it just made me feel even better. It was awesome. I was on cloud nine for it. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. I mean, I I know that feeling, too, because, like, when I started my podcast, I know that I had, you know, some kind of, you know, family members kind of poking fun at it. Like, oh, he's doing the podcast. And now that I'm having yeah. work with, you know, friends, they're, they're randomly messaging me like, Hey, like, you know, I'm going to check out your pocket. I see that you're interviewing wrestlers and all this kind of stuff. So it's just a really rewarding feeling when you have just random people that, you know, just, you know, reaching out to you because they're seeing what you're doing and that, you know, when, especially when it's something that you're doing that you have a passion for, 
that's just such like a great feeling and i'm going back to the whole like wrestling is fake thing yeah like as a fan that really pisses me off too because like i understand that the the mm-hmm. match but it's like you really are getting slammed especially like going going to a like an indie event because it's you know you can hear the the mat you know a little bit more than you know if you went to like a mm-hmm. WWE event. It is so loud when they get slammed on there. And I just cannot imagine. I would get slammed once and I would be done. And these wrestlers are getting slammed <laughs> fifteen times a match, and I'm just like, wow, like you can't fake that. Like, and then there's plenty of times where I see someone pick up like a three hundred pound guy, slam him on another guy. Like that stuff's like really intense, and like I. People that aren't wrestling fans just don't show the appreciation and you know to what you all do, and it's just like you all are constantly out there putting your bodies on the line. Any match mm-hmm. can be your last match. You never know when you can get like a serious injury too. Like you know, wrestlers they break bones, sprain ankles. Tear. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely I wouldn't I I guess I don't know what I initially did to it, but I did do something to where I may have like tweaked my knee like. It was during practice, and you would think that, you know, you can't really hurt yourself in practice, but, oh, no, you can. You can definitely hurt yourself in practice. And, like, there's two people I know at the moment that has broken a bone within wrestling, and it's kind of funny. Not necessarily, but, like, my friend, he broke his thumb while practicing, and my other friend ended up breaking his knuckles, so he's out of action for, like, a couple of months. My, my other friend, he, when he broke his thumb, he was out for a good while, like, let's say maybe like three to four months. And also another person I know, they have like a fractured rib from like taking serious kicks to the chest. So I'm like, yeah, this is a really dangerous sport. You're technically, like you would think like because of a person doing something like this, you, sh- you think like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And you're right we really shouldn't be doing it but we're we're crazy like we're crazy enough to put our bodies on a line to do something like this you know just I guess to entertain it like just to entertain people like you get no bigger satisfaction than pleasing people or pleasing the crowd at the end of the day it's no bigger satisfaction than that yeah I I can imagine just the feeling of that and like and this is a question I have for you that I've actually never asked any of the you know performers that I've guested on my show Mm -hmm. how does it feel like kind of like having that power where like just meet you know meeting someone it makes their day like you know like if someone you know a fan comes up to you and says hey like can I get a picture like how does that feel knowing that you know just such a simple thing has such a big impact on other people so I've I've never had a problem with fans coming up to me saying, hey, can I get a picture? And especially, like, this this is one thing that I love. I love when little kids come up to me and try to and take pictures with me. I believe it was maybe Tribute to the Legends where a person did come up to me. And they were like, oh, my God, like, I'm so happy to meet you. And, like, I think she started tearing up a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, please don't cry. Please don't cry. <laughs> like I was like no honey please don't cry like like you don't have to cry for me but she was like oh I'm just so happy to meet you and whatnot and I love when like little kids come up to me and they're like oh I really like your hair I like your gear so sparkly and I'm like oh like, you're so sweet and it's just it tugs at my heartstrings like I just love when people do come up and say like hey can I get a picture with you especially like the little kids because like mm-hmm. you can make a kid's day like I met this sweet little girl 
at the um the Perry Hall High School and her name was I, I might be wrong but it was Abby and she came up to me and she had her hair and like like not pigtails but it was like braided back in like uh ponytails and she was like I really like your outfit. I really like your hair. And I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. She's like, I really like how the fact that like your gear is all sparkly. And I was just like, oh, stop it. You're so cute. And I was just like, oh, this makes my day. And her mom came up and she was like, she really wanted to take a picture with you. And I was just like, oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mind. And also there's another, there's another person that I, I love. Like she always comes to every single MCW show when she can. And her name is Brianna. And I, she's called Brie for short. And this is when I first started MCW. She was scared of everyone. She was, she, she might be still scared of Joe Keys for some odd reason. I really don't know why. But at one birthday party, we were able to bond with each other. And since then, she's been like my best friend and whatnot. I love seeing her. She is so sweet. She is so kind. And she's just, she's just a little button. So the thing is, whenever I'm at a show and I'm there or if I'm performing, she can, she chooses not to leave unless I say goodbye to her. Like, she will not leave. And I'm just like, oh, you're so sweet, but your mom wants to go home. So I make sure by the time the show ends that I say goodbye to her so that her mom can leave. But mm-hmm. I love taking pictures with little kids, like, or anybody in general. Like, mm-hmm. it completes my day, like they don't they don't even know that it just completes my day yeah i was about to say because like us adults too like you know when we watch wrestling it's, it's kind of like us being a kid again so like we get mm-hmm. it to meet the wrestlers too and all like when I, I went to the um wwe live event on saturday and i got a picture with kevin owens he came you know down ringside and i was like i got a quick picture that made my freaking day like <laughs> and same thing when I um came to MCW like I came up to you and I asked for a picture that really like made my day too like on Friday like it just feels really good just interacting with the wrestlers like you know like adults you know like this is our way of like letting our inner child out and all yeah like I have no problems at all when someone comes I was like hey can I get a picture with you like go ahead I'm not I'm not gonna say no like I like taking pictures Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, a really nice thing, and like I said, it's just, like, you all are role models, and just having that power, and just how you can influence someone's life just by doing something simple, you know, like, even just, like, replying back on, like, social media, like, that really makes people's day, like, people, some people may not realize that, like, you know, like, a wrestler, like, liking a tweet that you send them, like, I see people all the time screenshot, like, oh, so-and-so liked my tweet, like, not even a WWE superstar, like, I've seen them do it, Impact, Women of Wrestling, like, people, fans get so excited over the littlest things, like, so that's definitely, like, you know, like, a power that you all basically have, and it's good that, you know, most wrestlers use it for good. Oh, speaking of which, since you just said impact, there is, I'm going to jump, like, further back just for, like, a hot second. There is someone, I she might be on impact or she's not on impact but she is on wow she is on wow i would love to face jessica havoc yes she is uh i I don't know if she's on impact anymore i I don't know anymore but i know she's on wow i definitely know she's on wow but i'd love to face her too 
for some reason, I thought you were about to say Kira Hogan because she. I would like, okay. So, so many people have have said like, I would like to see you face Kira Hogan or uh, Sahara Seven. They that those are the main two I usually get mm-hmm. that are like, that's who I want to see you face, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think they would be really. But I'm sorry to jump all the way back. No, that's per- I, that, I like that. I like when you know the it's kind of like all over the place. I think that makes it really fun. But, <laughs> But yes, Sahara, is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, Sahara, Sahara Seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I follow her on Twitter. She, uh, I've seen some of her uh, highlights. She's really good. I think you two would have a fantastic match together. Hopefully that she comes down to MCW sometime in the future. Yeah. I know she's worked with them before, but it, I think it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, last question I have for you. Um, what are some of your future goals in wrestling? I, kn- I know you talked about some wrestlers that you wanted to wrestle. Um, you know, where do you want to go with your career in uh, wrestling? Well, honestly, my goal within wrestling is to be considered one of the greats. And I'm not talking about like, like um how can how can i describe this in a way like when you say when you think of the greats you think of let's say maybe like rick flair undertaker triple h and i'm not saying that i don't want to be there because i do but i mean like i want to be um like if someone's saying like who's right now one of the best women's wrestler right now and you'll hear people say like Shayna baszler charlotte flair sasha banks becky lynch and etc 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 and I want to be amongst one of those people that say like, oh, who's one of the greats? And they're like this, this, that. And then like eventually, eventually, but they'll get to like Gia Scott or they'll say like, oh, Gia Scott's one of the, you know, greats. She's, you know, she's killing it right now. And you usually hear like uh, people talking about different other people, like sometimes Tessa Blanche's name will get thrown around along with like Charlotte Flair. And I want to be among among them of being one of the greats of like women women ah, getting tongue tied of women's wrestling <laughs> like that's what I want that's my goal that's what I'm striving for and like it doesn't even stop once it gets there because like once you get there you have to like you have to constantly prove it and you have to make sure like you put your stamp on it and, like make sure nobody forgets it like mm-hmm. this is it this is me like don't forget like oh like saying like oh you know she's great and all but no there's no buts she is just great see i i like that a lot like you're very motivated and so like what what you've accomplished so far if you keep doing what you're doing you're going to get there like you just cannot let anyone tell you otherwise and just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and you know you're a big deal in mcw and mcw is like kind of a you know a pretty big deal in the independent circuit i mean Leo Rush, Velveteen Dream, they were in MCW before they went to NXT and, you know, WWE. You know, Mickey James has been down, you know, MCW leader. Um, even, like, a lot of legends come there for the special attractions, Booker T. Yeah. Being, like, you know, MCW is on the map. And honestly, if you keep doing what you're doing, if you haven't been noticed by anyone, you know, scouts, you will eventually. It's going to happen. And just, you know, just keep doing you and you'll get there. Oh, like, I'm just excited for 2020. Like, I feel it. Like, I'm feeling it. It's just bigger and better things from there. Exactly. And uh, you'll definitely get there. Hopefully, you know, something big happens for you in uh, 
2020. I know you got a big match coming up. Oh, yeah. The first ever um, chairs match for the women in MCW. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited, but I'm nervous about it at the same time because, like, it's putting a stamp on, uh, I guess, for went for women um, at MCW because there's never been a chairs match at all for uh, for women at MCW. So it's like, like we're doing something special here. Like we're trusted enough to do something like that. Like I've never heard of or seen like a chairs match for the women. Like I even gone back and watched some of the matches for, from MCW. And it's just like, we're putting a stamp on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it. Me too. I'm definitely really excited for it too. I mean, it, you all are starting, you know, the, you know, the break the, you know, the break glass doors and all that down. So, I mean, you know, that's a good thing that they're trusting you and being in such a big match. So, I mean, I, I can definitely see, you know, um, this being a big year for you in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. So, um, thank you, Gia, for uh, joining the show today. Um, it's been an honor interviewing you on O-Face Wrestling. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. Um, do you have any social media you want to share with all the viewers? So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Gia Scott. And just simple as that. <laughs> just simple as that. The Gia Scott. Make sure you follow her on uh, the Gia Scott. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you also look for us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and YouTube. Um, thank you all for watching. And uh, thank you again, Gia, for joining us today. Thank you.